Gentlemen, welcome back to another brand new episode of the EPL Boys. You're home to everything English Premier League soccer and a little bit more. My name is Matt, as always, joined by by, by my best friend through the internet, JD. JD, we're already at week two. I am so fucking pumped. Mid-season form, EPL Boys coming at you. It's mid-season for us. We 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 never we never took a break. So yeah, we we never just... fully left. You know, we did, you know, this is what you get with us. You know, the, the summers, transfer news, a lot of moving pieces, and it's probably going to be one episode a week, but we are back in the season. And you know what that means? Two episodes a week, on the dot, Tuesdays, Friday mornings. It's, I'm, I'm happy to be back, Matt. Um, oh, it, it's just, it's, so it's just great. It, it, on top of the podcast itself, just the league being back. I, I'm so happy that I get to wake up early. And again, I say this every time, unsarcastically, I get to wake up early and lay in bed, not get up, just lay in bed and watch Premier League football. It's fantastic. My JD wants to be, but... <laughs> yeah. JD wants to be very clear. It's like, I am alive. But I am not moving from this spot. Oh, I like, can't! I can't wait for the first uh, Liverpool 7:30 a.m. kickoff because you know I do it. I just, do it a couple times a season where I just don't go to sleep on Friday night, dead. and I like, just stay up and watch the Dark Knight trilogy. You know, and and, and I, I watch just, the game at 7:30 to 9:30, and then I go to sleep till 4 or 5 p.m. And then I get texts from you, Matt, and then from my girlfriend, and. It's like, can we just get confirmation you're alive? Yes. Like, I'm alive. Just, I'm uh, I'm alive, but am I living? Absolutely. I I do remember being on the West Coast um, a few years ago, and like well, my buddies, I I, I think my I think sense. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like, we were like we were at the bars until like two o'clock. I think like two two thirty, yeah, and my buddy was like, up, so. my my buddy's like, okay, I'm setting my alarm for like an hour from now yeah, I'm taking a nap and up. I'm like and I'm like what do you mean no no he woke up he he physically woke up and I was like dude what are you doing he's like Arsenal kick off in like hour and a half two hours yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like I'm like oh yeah fuck like yeah you're not waking time, up like <laughs> time difference it's like fuck that yeah, and no. we actually and we actually found a bar I like we found a bar <laughs> that opened really? up at 4 30 like <laughs> dude is that, the Pacific is that legal? Like, the Pacific Northwest is its own separate creature, and I physically love it and hate I it. I bet at the they, exact could, same they time. couldn't serve alcohol, could they? I, I'd have to ask. I honest to God don't I'm remember. Sure. I don't even think I wanted. I don't even think I wanted to drink at four thirty. Oh, 4:30 oh I'm not saying anybody there at four thirty wanted to yeah. drink. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I don't think legally yeah. they could. Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure. I'm. I'm honest to God, not sure. But, um. We're talking about coming back. We're talking about the EPL coming back. And JD, we might as well just get this out of the way because I fucking hate the fact that we actually have to talk about this. Mason just Greenwood. Call him MG. MG. Uh, no, Mason Greenwood, you're allowed to give evil a face. 
You're allowed to call that. You're allowed to call the devil out loud. You know, it's one of those things where it's like Mason Greenwood, uh, Manchester United made a statement uh, this past week about how they have officially completed their internal investigation. Um, we will not describe what Mason Greenwood has done. You know, if you found our podcast, you know exactly what Mason Greenwood has done. And you know that there is enough evidence to lock him away and have him never see, you know, freedom ever again. But Matt, charges were dropped. I don't even want to, again, again. I, I don't not, mean to not, laugh at the situation. It's more of the. And and I don't want to get into the, like, the legal part of it. That has been decided. You can't change the legal part of it. But Manchester United had about the easiest decision on earth they could have made here. And they could have just let him go, pay him out. Who cares? Like, legitimately, like, the Glazers have made so many poor decisions in their life, J.D. When it comes to owning Manchester United, attending almost no matches, siphoning money out of the club, putting no money of their own on the line to buy the club. Like, the Glazers have done owning a football team. They've done it all wrong. JD, this was the easiest, oh my god, what a PR masterclass they could have pulled. By just saying, you know what, hey, we don't want Mason Greenwood. We don't want that type of player in our locker room. That would have been the easiest dub on earth. But no, Manchester United has to come out and go, our internal investigation has been completed and we will now deliberate over the next upcoming weeks or something like that about the future of Mason Greenwood at Manchester United. See, what I'm hearing is, or not hearing, what I'm seeing is they're going to sell him to Real Madrid. And then in 10 years, he's going to come back to Manchester United. And everyone's going to forget. If you don't get, the, if you don't get that joke. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. I just, uh, a, a few comments on mine, and then I'd like to move on. Number one, if I was a Manchester United women's football player, I would just go to the club today and be like, cool, you can sell me now, because I'm never playing for you ever the fuck again. Like, ever the fuck again. Like, you, you, uh, and I'm not saying in, like, the in the women's leagues, players don't move a little bit more freely, but they do, realistically. And it's not off, it's not you know, it's not far-fetched to move from one top club in the league to another top club in the league. If I was a women's player on the women's Manchester United team, I would just, no, this club clearly doesn't care about women's safety or women's health, and no, I, I, I'd like to leave now. Like, you, I'm not playing here anymore. Thank you. Thank you very much. And you, you couldn't blame them. You couldn't turn around and say something negative about the, like the, like the female player in this situation. And number two, what does Manchester United's front office think is going to happen the next time Mason Greenwood steps on the field in the Manchester United jersey? I don't know. It's Manchester, Re man. Realistically, what do you do? They are going to boo him, throw things. You are going to... Are they? Are, are they, though? I, yeah. I, I, I think some of the people in the crowd will. The, the right people will. The only people online who are defending, and this is also why I think Twitter is a toxic, terrible place that should be absolutely burned to the ground. It's it's X now. Yeah, whatever. Don't <laughs> care. The it, only I don't social disagree. 
the only social media accounts that are backing Mason Greenwood back are pages with a reg random Man United player on the front with a random name, and it was created two weeks ago, and it has no followers, and it's not following What? Anybody. United Trey isn't <laughs> hashtag free Mason Greenwood? Dude, do you know United Trey got like just like oh yeah yeah he's suspended yeah yeah he's yeah he's gone <laughs> again it's it's one of these things where it's like dude people hide behind fake names to like promote their absolute terrible agenda and yeah I just I'm done I'm it's literally one of those things where I genuinely don't think I'd feel comfortable watching Manchester United games if Mason Greenwood was on the field like my my big thing about it is look Mason Greenwood. He wasn't on, you know, a crazy contract yet. He he would have been, you know, by now, if this hadn't happened, he definitely would have been signed to some very, you know, lucrative contract. I he what he like he wasn't probably making more than a hundred K, right? Like per week? Um or you know was what? he? Uh, I'm gonna look this up right now, but go go ahead. I, keep I, going. I'm just that that's my big thing is he was still very much a young player, you know, just getting in scoring goals it that's my big thing with like to your point they should have just terminated his contract and i agree and that's right that's where i'm getting caught up it's like was he on some crazy wage work but that actually would have been more comp so, more complicated so mason greenwood is on a contract that expires at the end of the 2025 season okay Seventy-five thousand british pounds a week okay that is not complicated to just fucking terminate it. Uh, yeah. If, if it was something more, like, which, which again, like, this, when did this all happen? Was this last year or the year before? I this is, this is, like, two, they, we're going on two years. We're going on two years. It, uh, so, yeah. so, by now, if this, you know, if he didn't do the, all this shit, like, if, if nothing happened, he would have gotten a bumper contract for sure. Like, he would, you know... I don't understand why they didn't just look at this and say, cut our losses, get him out. It's He's not on, you know, high wages. Like, it's, that's, buy out the yeah. contract. Like, I that that's that's my big thing is... This I, is easy. I would more under, I, I would understand more if he was on 250, well, maybe not 250, 150,000, like double what he's on now. That's more complicated to buy out the contract. Right now, no, 75, no, that's not complicated. You just buy it out. I Like, is it really worth, like, it's not, it's not worth it. It's not worth the PR. It's not manner. worth it. It's no. not worth it. No. Like, dude, I, I, dude, if I was on Man United's PR team right now, I would be updating my resume and getting the fuck out of Manchester United. If now you have to sit here, dude, imagine the social media guy having to create content about Mason Greenwood coming on the field, Mason Greenwood scoring a goal yeah. or getting an assist. God, God, like, God forbid Sky Sports or NBC Sports Network, depending on which country you were in, God forbid he does something on the field and you have to make a post about it. Like, yeah. Again, I like I'm putting my foot down right now. Absolutely put my foot down right now. Not celebrating games where Mason Greenwood is a contributor in that victory. Like that's just it. Like if Man United beats Liverpool 2-1, Mason Greenwood scores in the 88th minute to game win, I don't even know if I would talk about it on this podcast. I'd almost skip the game, JD. Like I'm, cur I'm I just curious a reintegration into the squad. I'm curious what that would be like. Like, I... 
I, I, I would just like with the with the with the his teammates. Like I, I would I just, just don't know. I, I like every single person in that locker room. You know, they. I mean, they know. They they have <laughs> yeah. I was and duh. They have women in their lives, women in their families. You know, it's like one of those things where it's like, dude, you you don't respect women. Like you like, know, it's just you know. It was really fun. Remember, remember during COVID. When Mason Greenwood and Phil Foden were on England duty in Iceland, and and, and we that all was, blamed and that was that was the controversy that they they got Icelandic girls into the hotel room during COVID, and you, just thinking back about it, holy shit, that was so fun! Like, and we blamed Phil Foden. I want to be very clear. I remember this. We blamed Phil Foden because Mason Greenwood was single was the younger of the two so it was like eh, Mason Greenwood's just trying to party Phil Foden had a girlfriend and a son already and it was like <laughs> what is Phil Foden doing come on Phil like and now all these years later it's like yo I bet you Phil Foden didn't even want this I bet you like Mason Greenwood yeah. was like I just I just uh, I like I like that controversy but it's it's like the Trent Alexander Arnold like DMing pregnant women like I love it. Like that's it's such a non-story. Yeah. It's so fun. Nobody gets hurt, and like <laughs> oh, uh, again, I, I yeah, very much. JD and I will briefly bring it up as more news develops. But um, yeah, as a Manchester United fan, I'm not happy. So let's continue with my misery because that's the <laughs> best direction we can go in right now. Yep. Talk about another person who won't leave. <laughs> the deal between Harry Maguire and West Ham United is officially off. Harry Maguire officially stated that he wanted to be cashed out his full salary and would not take a pay cut to go to West Ham. Manchester United offered him a six million pound payout. Harry Maguire wanted ten. Man United would not meet. Harry Maguire said, "I feel like staying." You know what this tells me, JD? This is all the evidence under the world. Harry Maguire is not this innocent guy who's just been hard done. Harry Maguire is a jerk. And you know what? This was the official icing on the cake. Like, it, there's just no going back. He does now know for the next two and a half years he's still on contract with Manchester United. Anytime he's near, like he's warming up, he's going to get the absolute piss taken out of him. He's never going to see game time. And the best part about all this is, is, and I think you and I briefly discussed this uh, during the week as it was all coming to, like, you know, England are getting better center backs. Like, it's not just like the usual, like, Eric Dyer, John Stones, Harry Maguire, okay, you have to pick one of the two of the three. There are better English center backs now, not just all over Europe, but in England specifically. We are going into a Euro year. Harry Maguire being this selfish and this absolutely deliberate to just take the piss out of this situation, it's going to ruin his England spot. Like, it, it's genuinely going to ruin his England spot. It's going to. I can't imagine Gareth Southgate can play a guy. JD, you he is un, You fifth. underestimate Southgate. JD, he is fifth on the center back death chart right now. Fifth. He is behind Johnny Evans on the center back depth chart right now. For England or United? United. Wait, Johnny Evans came back to United. Yeah, Man United Wait, signed him to the. Pra yeah, Man United signed him to the practice squad and then went. You know what, what the Johnny? Fuck did we that happen? 
Yeah, so... Because that's kind Lester, of a big... That's kind of a big thing. So he left Lester on a fray. Yeah. He had nowhere to go. He asked Man United, hey, do you mind if I train with you until I find a club? Oh, he's doing the Jesse Man, Lingard thing at yeah, West Ham. Yeah, well, okay. Manchester United went, yeah, sure, come on in. He played one preseason game with United, and Eric Ten Hag's like, you're better than that guy. <laughs> you want a one-year contract? And Johnny Evans was like, hell, fuck yeah. So... Um, Wait, I did not know about that. I feel yeah, like that, a lot of people didn't know about that. Well, now now y'all know. But, JD, Harry Maguire, here to stay. Uh, no nice things. No nice things. I wish terrible. I wish terrible things upon Harry Maguire. Matt, you need to stop talking to me if you don't want these things to happen. Because I spoke this into existence. I no, want no. I want to be very clear. I knew this was going to happen because I knew West Ham could not pay what Man United are giving him. And I know Harry Maguire would be like why would i dude there are rumors not strong rumors but there were rumors that west ham would have considered giving him the captain's armband like dude harry easy decision here you'd go to west ham you'd play a system that's better fit for your style of center backing you are auto automatically the number one choice center back and you have the ability to be a captain no. like I, I look he's looking he's thinking long term Look, he, he rides out this little scuffle that he's having with Manchester United. And he plays a couple Carabao Cup games, a couple FA Cup games here and there. He balls out, scores a winner. New five-year contract. I Yeah, um, I am I am really positive, like, Eric Ten Hag. Like, if United offered Harry anything of what of an extension, I think Eric Ten Hag would just leave. Like... Clearly, Eric Ten Hag does not like so Harry's personality. Win. Yeah. So it's it's just it's one of those things where like this just shows a lot about Harry Maguire's character. And now it's like it's not just Man United fans who don't like Harry Maguire. Like literally, like legitimately, I've been having conversations with people of like rival, like like fans of rival clubs who went like, oh, so Harry Maguire is physically just taking the piss out of you guys, and it's like. You're shrugging your shoulders because you're like, I don't have another way to describe it. Yeah, you can't defend it. I no, no, like, no. So, so I think, look, Harry Maguire not going to West Ham is incompetence on his part, in one way. I understand what he's probably thinking is the incompetence on Southgate, which has been my point all along. Gareth Southgate only chooses players for England based on name and club. I. Look, Harry Maguire's thinking he knows Southgate. He knows he knows how he chooses players. He Gareth Southgate is gonna see on piece of paper, Harry Maguire is still a center back for Manchester United. Boom. England call up. Look at Fakayo <laughs> Tamori. Oh my god. Like, why has that guy not been called up? It, it's I and, my only argument. The obvious the obvious part is obvious. But I, I honestly believe Gareth Southgate just looks at paper and sees names and teams and chooses from there. I, The only, again, my only, 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 only rebuttal with that is Declan Rice. Declan Rice was the first name on the, on Declan, maybe the second Declan name. Declan Rice is that good. Yeah. He, he's, he's that good. That's the right, thing. But... We will, you know, uh, 
the the status is that Harry Maguire is here to stay. Um, I hope I don't see one minute. I like even in like honestly, I think if you're Eric Tonhog, you just physically don't even play him during Carabao Cup games. Don't play him during FA Cup games. Like send a message to Harry Maguire and just be like, you won't play a minute. I will rather play 18-year-olds on the U18s. I'm going to play Luke Shaw. I'm going to play John Johnny Evans. I'm going to play Victor Lindelof all at center back before I choose you. Do you still have um oh uh Brandon do you still have Brandon Williams? Yes. Actually, Brandon Williams had an actually really really awesome uh preseason that's and good. honestly he's, he's like he's not great but uh, the only well the, the only thing is though the right back position is loaded between diego delo and aaron juan basaka and it's just like i don't think brandon williams like even though he had a good preseason like he's not getting into that race like yeah, yeah. real like like realistically like defensively depth wise man united are pretty good right like, realistically, defensively, you have a backup left back, backup right back, and at the center back position, you are five deep. The six deep. My apologies. Yeah. I I always enjoyed... Uh, it was a couple seasons ago when I, I think... It was some preseason game. It was Cameron Borthwick-Jackson. Remember him? Oh, my God. The the FIFA <laughs> career mode potential on Cameron so, Borthwick-Jackson. I always, I always laughed at that because, yeah, it was a known thing. It's like, okay, yeah, young guy coming through United's Academy. Like, I yeah, for FIFA career mode. And I just remember I remember seeing him, like, play, like, an FA Cup game or something like that. And I just thought, like, man, if he, if he like, starts games, it's like, you thought, you thought Alexander Arnold was a tough name. On the back of a jersey. Cameron, Bo- Cameron Jackson. with Jackson. <laughs> he's. I'm assuming. It. I'm assuming he's not still at United. I, no, I. Yeah. Uh, I'll be honest with you. That that. God, man, that that's needs, still like 2018, 2019. I feel like. No, that's like maybe three years before that. Dude. Okay. Like, okay. Yeah, I'm. Yeah. I'm pulling something from my head yeah. here. I. I just. I remember that uh, name because why wouldn't you remember that name? Borthwick Jackson. Uh, if you thought things, again, yeah. if you thought Alexander Arnold was tough, yeah. Cameron Borthwick Jackson. A couple things I want to bring up before we get to the Chelsea Liverpool transfer saga. Uh, Jack Harrison to Everton. Here we go. Tyler Adams had his re- his uh, release clause triggered by Bournemouth, so it looks like great. Two Sorry. of two of yeah, two of Leeds players are coming back to the Prem. Um, Jack Harrison to Everton makes a lot of sense. Tyler Adams to Bournemouth makes all sense. Um, I think they're both good moves. I'm happy about this. I'm happy Tyler's back playing in the first division of English soccer. This is, he proved last year with Leeds, he deserves to be playing in this. And like, I'm very much happy someone else is giving Tyler the opportunity. So, I mean, that's just my opinion. I think both moves are actually pretty good. Yeah, I... I, I think Tyler Adams' move to Burnmouth is a masterclass move by that club. I that's a great deal. Um, I don't know, like, I don't know. I'm afraid for Tyler Adams that he'll, like, say Burnmouth go down this season. I'm afraid he's go like Tyler Adams is going to be in this cycle where he only gets legitimate offers like not not fake like oh we're gonna try and sign you so that we actually sign our main target like with chelsea i it's i don't know 
I'm worried for him. Um, I think I... it's a good. I think it's a good move if Burnmouth can stay up. Uh, Liverpool will have a say in that on Saturday. We'll get to that. But um, um, oh, oh my JD, God! The, wait, yeah. who's, who's the second? Uh, from Leeds. Jack Harrison. Jack Harrison. Oh my God! I could, his name escaped me for a second. I know everything about him. He literally was in on New York, uh, NYCFC, and yeah, went for Leeds. Um, that move to Everton, that screams of what Everton has done time and time again. They sign these players. You look at Theo Walcott. You look at um, fucking what's his face, the other Arsenal guy. Uh, Names are escaping me. Who's the Arsenal? The old the, oh Alex Awobi. Um wingers that just go to Everton and their careers die. So I'm I'm worried about Jack Harrison in this case because Everton are not a good team and I have them going down. And I like Jack Harrison. I I don't like that he played for New York City FC, but I liked him at Leeds. Yeah, know. we we you, can move on. I'm rambling. Yeah. Now, really quickly, I just sent you a link. Check your Instagram. Imagine a Tyler Adams jersey, but that jersey. I I, I I think I found out what I want for Christmas. Oh, it's that, David Brooks. Yo, yeah. That's that that's jer- a decent I mean, that's a decent jersey. It's a lot going on and I don't I don't really like the color scheme. We, I like the design. We, yeah. Yeah. Um, we are talking about Bournemouth's uh light blue kit with the waves. Uh I'm just It's a lot going on. For a not like colorful yeah. kit, I, yeah. I don't know. Um, I love David Brooks though. Yeah, Fair play to him. Yeah. Great um, player. other random moves that happened in the universe. Um, so if you watched Chelsea last week, you saw David Sanchez uh, be their starter keeper. Um, Kepa has officially completed his loan move to Real Madrid. Uh, JD, that's just weird. Like it's gonna be like Kepa was a meme a year ago. Now he is the starting goalkeeper for Real, for Real Madrid. That's just weird. David De Gea is teeing off at some golf course. Just yeah. They Real Madrid had had a they had an opportunity here. Yeah. They could have signed David De Gea for free and probably you know not three hundred fifty thousand a week, but they could have gotten literally the Golden Globe winner from last season on a decent deal for one yeah. season. Like, I, I don't understand. Like, Keppa, Aretha Balaga? Like, come on. What are you it's doing? Just, like, it, it, I just, I can't get over the fact that a year and a half ago, this dude was a meme. Like, Keppa was a he's, meme. He's, st- he's still a meme. I, I, and it's just I, like, I, I think Real Madrid are in a position where they, it doesn't really matter for them. They just need someone yeah. that isn't, like, a youth goalkeeper to just I be guess. there. I like yeah, Thibaut Courtois is world class. Don't get yeah. me wrong. They just need somebody there until he's fit that can do a job to a degree. Yeah. And I I don't understand why they didn't get David De Gea. It would yeah. be romantic. It would. It would it, be honestly. It, it, it would. I think David De Gea is linked to a couple Bundesliga clubs at this point. But honestly, I just how has it's he like, not gone to Saudi? Show? Yeah, like it, I, it I, is, I'm surprised. It is, yeah. Because I wouldn't, is, I wouldn't blame him. Yeah. I mean, he's leaving for yeah. free. Like, whatever. Go do, yeah. do do what you want. United yeah. didn't want you, so yeah. I do what you want. It's not like you're ruining, you know, something. Like, I yeah. that does shock me, but yeah, yeah. whatever. Um, a move close to my heart, 
and then we'll talk about some of the Liverpool moves. Uh, Nicolo Zinola, uh, coming from Galatasaray to Aston Villa, thirty Zaniolo. million euros. Zaniolo. 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 Um, the reason Zaniolo. why I'm yeah, the reason why I'm bringing this up is because last year he played for Roma and he did such a fucking phenomenal job with Roma. Like one of actually my favorite players, and I'm actually kind of upset. Roma's made other moves, but I'm actually kind of upset he isn't one of the players who came back. Aston Villa are picking up dogs, JD. They're picking up absolute fucking dogs. Diaby, Tielemans, uh, Pal Torres, and now Zinolo. Oh my god. Aston Villa is just a team full of dogs. Like, just dogs. Just absolute guys who are just going to absolutely bully you. I fucking... I've been saying like, it all summer. Yeah. They are they are literally doing the transfer market better than most teams. It's so. it's it's kind of weird. Yeah. Because Zaniolo yeah. has been linked to all the top clubs for multiple years, and so is Tielman, so is Diaby. Like I, it's it's weird. I yeah. I, I I don't know how they're doing it because I don't think they're. I, it's not like Aston Villa can afford crazy wages like like Newcastle can. You know, yeah. I. A team like that, like, can just pay them a lot. And I, I don't think Aston could do that. So it's something else. Like, you know, I Emery, maybe, like, I, that's a draw. I, I, I could say, like, that's a draw, you know, a good manager. But, like, I, I don't know, man. Like, they're doing it right. Yeah. JD, we're going to start with the bad, and then we're going to finish with the good. But the bad's pretty tough right now for Liverpool. Liverpool finished second in two straight transfer sagas, one for Moises Casado and once for Romero Lavia. Uh, both times, it seemed like Liverpool was in the driver's seat, the top bid, but the players are choosing Chelsea Football Club and forcing the move to go blue That's compared cool. to red. JD, That's cool. Like, we'll save our money. But I was about to say, so my question with this is like, because genuinely, I'm trying to look, is the contract length the only reason why these guys because both of these guys i think got like seven and eight year deals yeah so so i've i've thought long and hard about this um as that's the news she, was coming out and that's yeah. what she said yeah um so first we'll start with Caicedo. uh apparently he always wanted chelsea and liverpool just jumped the gun and made up made a ridiculous bid um, and he was just very much just, no, I'm going to wait for Chelsea. And Liverpool, in my mind, just said, cool, we don't want you. Like, that's that's cool. We, we made the bid. We, we wanted you, but we no longer want you. That's fine. Um, and pretty much the same with Lavia. Like, I know, like, Romeo, uh, Romeo Lavia, that was a more long, drawn-out thing. But at the same time, if... I think Liverpool can be prideful in the fact that they can say, like, okay, this player didn't want to come to Liverpool. They wanted to take the money and long contract at Chelsea. Cool. We don't want that kind of player. Like, we're not gonna we're not gonna submit a second bid. Like, we're not gonna try and that's the thing. Liverpool didn't outbid Chelsea after the fact. It would be different if Chelsea submit their Caicedo bid or Lavia bid and Liverpool up it by 20 mil like that that would be different they didn't do that they said okay cool it's you want to go to that team sure for whatever reason for money for contract like whatever cool we'll go elsewhere like uh, we don't want that that kind of player that's awesome um i don't know i i think it's it has to be the money slash contract length because 
if you're making the step up, like, especially with Caicedo, like, obviously, Lavi is coming from now a championship club to a premier club. Um, Caicedo, coming from Brighton, you have European football in some sense. Um, going to Liverpool, you also have European football from some sense. Chelsea, you don't have that this season. So, I, I, I can only assume it's, you know, obviously, like, they... The announcement video was with his mom and how he's always been a Chelsea fan. Cool. Uh, yeah, it's the money and the contract. Like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, no. Honestly, here's the thing. As a rival fan to JD when it comes to Liverpool, of course, I like want to be like, hey, you fumbled two massive transfers. But I actually like do want to applaud Liverpool strictly on the backing of Man United took an entire summer of Barcelona and Frankie de Young saying, no, I'm not going. 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 For like two and a half months until there was two weeks left and we had to scramble and go get someone else. Like, Liverpool basically like, hey, okay, here you go. Here's the money. Boom. Done. Oh, you don't want? Okay, cool. I'm out. Yeah. My only, my only rebuttal, JD, to everything is... At the beginning of the window, the 110 you would have gotten with Casado would have gotten you Jude Bellingham. Oh, oh, don't get me wrong. I fully understand that. Um, like, like I, what? Then, like, did, I don't it, know I, if John Henry hit it big at the slots. Uh, you know, in Atlantic City, he, I, he in, just in took he he late just July, took I, I, I he don't. just. He just took $55 million out of the Red Sox payroll and went, let's just move this over to the UK. No, and no, I'm no, sitting no. here as they're like... Yeah, no, no, no. Look, here, here's, the, here's the master plan. When Jude Bellingham, in 12 months' time, doesn't want to speak Spanish or learn Spanish, ooh, we got, we got 100 million pounds burning in John Harry's pocket. Oh, it's going to be great next summer. Um... <laughs> Because I know JD, I know Bellingham is is quote unquote loving life in uh, in Madrid, but um, let's see let's see how that happens because generally British players don't do well in Spain for the most part. They really don't. Like like who are you think like you know David Beckham? Eh. Like who who else can you name? Uh, who the fuck? Well, I mean Gary Neville is a manager, but uh, yeah. <laughs> it's it's not normal to have a transfer like that and i get why it happened it makes sense a you know jude bellingham is jude Bellingham. like i get why real Madrid wanted him i just don't see it playing out the way his agents are telling him and yeah. liverpool has the money apparently and uh we'll see you next summer but um we got ourselves someone <laughs> someone yeah i did no, I, I did i will be very honest i had no idea who he was yeah but and that's what i wanted to say um you went for enzo last year but you got endo well i'm glad we didn't go year. for enzo because i don't think they were last yeah. year they weren't paying 120 um, million but holding midfielder coming from stuttgart uh 18 million euros jd i'm not gonna lie i kind of wish you just paid the 20 and got tyler adams but i um, i also kind of I, I think they should get both or amrabat but yeah 
Yeah, this... apparently you guys are in for Amrabat, but yeah. United are also heavily into Amrabat. Apparently Amrabat heavily wants United, but like United are also sitting there like staring at Harry Harry Maguire like, you know Get we out. can't do anything <laughs> because you're still here. Uh, but um, no, and Endo, yeah. Endo, honestly, I I like looked up this guy because I literally have never heard of him. Uh, he's the Japan national team captain. He was he was the Stuttgart captain. I, he looks like a decent DM. He's actually scored a quite a few goals as a DM and can play center back. I I'm look for the price for eighteen million. Like that's that's just decent business. I look. I'll be uh, I'll be right here when he flops. Like I I don't know, but for decent bit like but, I don't know. He's but, thirty. He's almost he's almost thirty one. That's what shocked me. Was when that went through. Yeah. I, I was thinking, oh, he's 24, 25. No, he's 30. Like, I was the first one in Discord to say, like, oh, fuck, he's 30. <laughs> oh, hey, you know what? So is Casimero. Aged like fine wine. So. Casimero's like 34, but yeah. Casimero is younger than me, JD. No, he's not. What? Go, go ahead. Look it up right now. I, I right. don't have the patience, but yeah, no, yeah, Casemiro's younger than me. I'm older than Casemiro. Like, why? Wait, what? Then how did Casemiro get thrown out of Madrid like that? When Luka Modric and Tony Cruz are still there, what? Because Casemiro was already like they already had Casemiro's replacement in Camavinga in. Um, but that's the, I, no, 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 I, 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 uh, that's I, we- that's weird. All right. Man Whatever. United also Man United also paid them eighty five million great English euros. Yeah, I to, know, but <laughs> um, they weren't doing that for Luka Modric. Yeah. yeah. We have one more topic to bring up uh, during the midweek. Uh, Manchester City won the Super Cup over Sevilla in penalties. Unfortunately, I was unable to watch it. But JD, you were able to watch this game. Give us, give us, give us a nice breakdown. What were your overall thoughts? And you know, it's another trophy for Manchester City. Yeah, it is. And let me just say, like, I'm just gonna start this with bias aside. Sevilla should have won this game, like in regular time. Like, I Sevilla looked the better team the entire game. I, I just, I, I watched this while working. Like, I, I can't believe. El Nasri like missed the one like there was a wide open chance that he just shot right into Ederson and I I can't because he scored the first goal I I I can't believe that <laughs> Sevilla did not win this game and like the penalty shootout like it, it ended one one straight to penalties whatever it's a penalty shootout anybody can win and the penalties were great until I said something in Discord and immediately. Uh, Sevilla miss and that is what I mean it's the Super Cup who fucking cares but like ugh like now we have to hear about like all season we're gonna hear about no not only did City win three no they won four in a calendar year we we realistically have to like thank Arsenal for winning the Community Shield because you damn well know Manchester City that's true they would have said five yeah they've been like oh we won five this year yeah yeah so but JD, that's all the major news that we kind of had to talk about. We can we we can bump some things to the upcoming weeks as those stories develop. But JD, we got five minutes left in this episode. Let's bang out these picks. Uh, if you are not already up to date 
um, or new to the EPL boys, every single week, uh, every single Thursday uh, morning, we put up picks, and those picks get translated into the picks on this sheet. At the end of the season, we tally, and someone gets punished. Last week, the fans got eight correct picks. JD, you and I both got six, so we're everyone's still here. We're good. It's nice and early, so let's let's get these in first pick of the week nottingham forest is going up against um sheffield united um nottingham forest for me in my opinion looked really well against arsenal i think they looked good at times it took two really nice goals from arsenal nottingham forest are home and they played well sheffield united did not play well last week i think that momentum rolls with forest being home jd i have nottingham forest winning this game what are you thinking I also have Nottingham Forest win winning this game at home. Like, just exactly what you said. Looked good, looked good last weekend, and Sheffield United are waking up in the Premier League and kind of shell-shocked, which is natural. But um, Forest, they, yeah, they look good. I think they're going to be good at home. Yeah. The next game, JD, it's going to be Fulham is going to be hosting Brentford Football Club. I'll have you start this one off first. What are your overall thoughts with the first game on Saturday? Um, I think this will be a tight game. I Fulham at home is big at Craven Cottage. Brentford looked good last week. I, it, you know, drawing to Spurs like at home. I, I gotta go draw here. I gotta go draw. I I think Ivan Tony not being in this team is a big factor but with with visa and embuemo they can kind of carry the load to a degree i think fulham have a lot to show this season and this is going to be an entertaining draw the fans are going to be going with fulham and going in this game i i, I was brentford's offense seems so good even with or without ivan tony but you know Brentford's, it's Fulham's defense that is the question here because Brentford's defense looked good against Everton last week, but how much of that was just Everton? Like, how much of that was like, you know, hey, we went up against Everton and I, I, I'm a little bit more hesitant to choose one to the other. So, JD, I'm agreeing with you. I'm going to go with a draw. Uh, and honestly, realistically, I could see multiple goals in this game. I, again, this is going to be a real test for this Fulham defense to see if last week was uh, the like the line that they're holding or if it was just, hey, we were playing Everton. Well, that's so. why I was saying entertaining draw. Yeah. Goals aplenty. Yeah. Liverpool Football Club will be hosting uh, Bournemouth next week. Uh, the fans are going first here. They are choosing Liverpool Football Club. J.D., it is an easy pick for me. Um, Bournemouth, I think, is going to treat this game well. I think they're going to make this game interesting at times, but this is Liverpool's first game of the season at home. I think this is easy. I think Liverpool grab all three points. So what are you thinking? Yeah, it's 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 a simple choice with Liverpool. Like Again, bias aside, like, it's just the better team. But Bournemouth are probably thinking... Let's not do what we did last season, which was a 9 0 loss. Yeah. At Anfield. Yeah. We're... Um, yeah. Like, I, I, I truly think that is playing on some of the players' minds. Um, just just don't lose 9 0. Like, 
Like anything, anything less than a nine will nine nil loss is probably a good takeaway. Like, <laughs> hey guys, we only lost eight one tonight. This is a miracle. Like this well, is such a well. No, seriously, because it, it's the most recent time you've been at the stadium, and the last time was really bad. <laughs> so I just I don't know. I look. I'm I'm a little I'm I'm overconfident in this game because. Not only, like, I think Liverpool are just going to win. Like, they are the much better team no matter what lineup gets put out. But also, it just, I don't think it's going to be 9 nothing again. But it could be, it, it could be a lot. Like, I don't know. Luis Diaz is in form. Salah, I don't fucking know. But it, he's going to start and he's probably going to score one or two. So, <laughs> And fun fact, he didn't score a he didn't score or assist in that nine no game. People yeah, forget th- he didn't. That's make, always yeah. No, I was say that's always that weird stat. Like that's a whenever weird stat. yeah yeah whenever someone like piles on goals in one game, there's always like one person who should score goals but doesn't, and it's like, what were you doing? You like, just assume Salah would have had a hand in one of those goals. Nope, nope. I, I'm sorry. If I saw a Liverpool score line of nine nothing, I would assume he got a hat trick. Like I, yeah, I, like, right. Like it, it wouldn't have even been one to the other. I honestly would have just jumped to, oh hey, how many goals did Salah get before Jurgen Klopp took him off in the 65th minute? Like, yeah, right. Like no, no, no. He played most of that game. It didn't have a course. It was, it was funny. But no, so, yeah, this will obviously be a Liverpool win. Move on. So Liverpool uh, across the board there. Uh, Wolves will be hosting Brighton. Uh, I'll kick this one off first. Wolves played against Manchester United so fucking good. But JD, they didn't do the one thing you kind of have to do in this sport, and that is put the ball in the net. Brighton, after game week one, looked a little more, looked much better set and sound. They already look like they're starting to creep into that midseason form even so early in the season. Man United looked like dog shit. This Wolves side is going to be going up against a better Brighton team. Yes, I said Brighton are a better team right now than Manchester United. If they were playing against each other, Brighton would win, uh, which is making it an easy decision. I get this game is, you know, at Molyneux, but Brighton's going to get my pick here. And I, I feel like this is this this might be another 4-1 game for Brighton. So, J.D., what are you thinking? Um, I agree with Brighton, for sure. They're the much better team. Wolves looked good against United. They didn't. They looked great. They looked great. Yeah. They just didn't put the ball in the fucking net. I agree. They they couldn't put the ball in the net. They should have. You know, if, if if you listen to our last episode, I explained why they 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 should have gotten a point out of that. But um, hey yeah, no, hey I, hey I, hey. The ongoing joke here is with the way Wolves were shooting. Did you really think they were going to convert that penalty? Yeah, like, it's a it's a penalty. It's different. I. It's also Onana who saved the most penalties in. I think like I think his stat is like Onana has the most penalty saves in Europeans' top five leagues over the last like few seasons. I think that's a statistic somewhere. But okay, well, it's also it's also pens. Like it, yeah, yeah. literally the worst penalty can still be a goal. Like you, you can you can literally shoot shoot yeah. a penalty, kick a penalty in the worst possible way and it could still be a goal so i i don't know wolves deserved the chance but um yeah no i still gotta go brighton i think they're a great team that can get victory and these are the wins they need to get 
and they know that. With the yeah. the leadership that Adam Alana and James Milner provide this team, I'm saying that kind of as a joke, but but actually kind of, but yeah, no, Brighton all the way. Next game, this is officially JD's pick uh, game of the week. Tottenham will be hosting Manchester United. So, JD, it's your game of the week. I'll have you start this one off. What are we thinking going into this really, really big early top six matchup? This is my game of the week because it's one of these games that is just going to suck. Like, United's probably going to win. I'm going to pick United. I Tottenham aren't good. Like, <laughs> United didn't play well against Wolves, but... This is going to be a shitty game. And that's what these 12.30 p.m. Eastern Time kickoffs do. Like, I these tops, top six, in quote, teams, they play each other, and it just isn't great. And United's going to scrape out a winner from someone, and it's going to be a 1-0 United win. Yeah. Uh, the fans are going to be going with Man United. I'm going to be going with Manchester United. Really on the backing of Eric Ten Hag is just, like, he's not going to let what happened last week happen again. Like, he will rotate. Like, Gr- Granacho didn't have a great game. You know he's not playing. Marcus Rashford's best attributes were when he was playing on the left. You know Marcus Rashford's going to start on the left. When Jaden Sancho came in the game, Man United's offense opened way further up. When Scott McTominay came on, there was a huge defensive structure now with Casemiro. Like, it is one of those things where, like, I do truly believe that Eric Ten Hag is going to take what he learned last week and immediately apply it to, you know, this Tottenham side. And... Again, I'm not discounting what Tottenham did last week because they played a very good game against Brentford. But, like, if you stop James Madison from creating chances, you stop Tottenham's offense. Young Ming Sun was absolutely alone on an island. Richarlson was there. And it's just, like, one really, really nice goal and then a, 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 a set piece is, is all Tottenham had to show. And... I think realistically, man, I, again, I agree with JD. This game's probably going to suck. But I think Man United have the the tools to just do slightly better. So uh, we're all Man United across the board. Now, this upcoming game is my game of the week. Manchester City hosting Newcastle. Arguably to the two best teams in the division. JD, Manchester City are home. Manchester City are coming fresh off of a extended Super Cup final where they will be raising a trophy. Um, I'm going to be honest with you here, JD. I'm going to be going with Manchester City on confidence alone. I know Newcastle is flying after their first game, but Newcastle will not hold the ball as much as they did in their first game. Manchester City will hold the, will hold the ball. I understand that uh, KDB is going to be out for a little bit, but I still think Manchester City are just a team that just... I think I'm just going to pick them until the wheels fall off. So I'm, I'm going with Manchester City. What are you thinking? Yeah, I, I agree. Manchester City are going to win this game. I, I think what Manchester City have that most other teams in the league don't have is the ability to say Kevin De Bruyne is injured. We are going to replace him with someone off the bench that is not Kevin De Bruyne, but is just a class player and can just fill that role. Like, it won't be the same role, but they're going to control the game. 
I agree with you with Newcastle are not going to have the ball control that they had last weekend. City are going to dominate this game. I'm, I wish for Newcastle to prove me wrong. I want that so much. I would love, I would love for Newcastle to win this game. I just don't think it's going to happen. So I'm going to go City. Yeah. Like, imagine KDB goes down, and it's like, oh, no, what will we do? Oh, Kovacic, a a very good player for this league. Oh, look, Kovacic. Oh, look, Bernardo Silva. Oh, look, Phil Foden. Oh, look, Jack Grealish. And then you just kind of just sit around, and you go, oh. Yeah. The the quality never dropped off. Um, The fans are also going with Manchester City, by the way. It's a complete sweep. Uh, We are now on to Sunday. Let's bang these out. Aston Villa going up against Everton. The fans are going to be going with Aston Villa. JD and I have been talking nonstop about Aston Villa. I'm going with Aston Villa too. Aston Villa at home. Uh, they got to bounce back after that loss against Newcastle. And Everton is the perfect team to do it. So Aston Villa is the way to go. Yep. Easy bounce back game at home against a dog shit Everton team. Yeah. Easy win. Aston Villa. West Ham will be hosting Chelsea Football Club in the final game on Sunday. This game actually has the quality to be good. Uh, I'll just... I I honestly think Chelsea are going to get their first win of the season. This is nothing against West Ham, but West Ham really only hung in because they were playing a team of their quality last week. Chelsea, I think, have the ability to stretch some legs. Again, the further we go into the season, the more Pochettino has the ability to put his DNA on the squad... They're going to start to pick the level up. And honestly, I do anticipate Chelsea to be in the driving seat and win this game. So, J.D., what are you thinking? So, first of all, I just noticed the Luton Town-Burnley game has been postponed. Um, yes. I didn't notice that before. So, I was uh, gonna br- I was going to bring it up at the end as to why, but we can talk okay, about it right it, now. Okay. Yeah, I was, it, basically, Luton Town Stadium is not yet ready to host Premier League ah, games. Ah, okay. Um, I did call this out, though. Okay, flip the fi- flip the fixture. Just have yeah, Burnley right, be home yeah. and have Luton play the reverse fixture. But instead, we're going to end up with cramped football midweek games, and JD and I are going to have to work harder to provide a good product. So That's, that's the Premier League way. But um, so. <laughs> on to West Ham-Chelsea. West Ham are at home. Uh, Chelsea, look, you're, you're talking to me who just watched Liverpool draw, um, away to Chelsea. I'm going to go for a West Ham win. And this is, this, this is where just mm, out of my mind. I, I just, people have talked too much this week about an Enzo Fernandez masterclass against Liverpool. It's like, did, did you watch the game? Like, yeah, he, he held possession he passed it backwards he passed side to side Enzo Fernandez is just a a different Jordan Henderson and I I don't know Chelsea have so many moving parts right now with all the new players and I I don't know it, it wouldn't shock me if a team like West Ham just came up and just beat them 2-1 I at home I I it it, it would not shock me if they put that shock into this team that has no identity. So I'm, I'm going to go for it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for it Ooh. early in the season. Spicy. 
Spicy, spicy, spicy. The fans are going to be going with me with Chelsea Football Club. Final game of the week, and Crystal Palace will be hosting Arsenal Football Club. JD, I'll have you kick this one off. How are we thinking? I, this doesn't take much discussion. Arsenal are going to win away to Crystal Palace. It's it's not going to be like a demolishing, but I'm, I'm thinking like a 3-1 win for Arsenal. Bakayo Saka starting off the season very well. Um, and Ketia as well, you know, for my fantasy team as well as Arsenal. Um, yeah, I, I think Arsenal are going to win this pretty comfortably. The fans agree with you, and I will be agreeing with you. Yeah, our Arsenal Football Club has to be the decision. They are just, again, their head, shoulders, knees, and toes above Crystal Palace, and I understand Palace being home is is a factor, but it's not going to be that much of a factor. Uh, I trust Arteta, you know, the timber situation is terrible, but I know Arteta's probably already started to put pieces in place to, you know, help his defense you know, structure that way. And they're going to learn from a couple of the mistakes they made against Nottingham Forest last week. So I, I, I think Arsenal are, are set to do it again. I think they're they're going to be in it for the long run again this year. And I think a nice solid three points on a Monday night is exactly how it's going to go. That is going to be it, boys and girls. Thank you so much for joining us today for the latest episode of the EPL Boys, getting you prepped and ready for the Friday kickoff that is happening today as you are listening and getting you ready for all the weekend fixtures. Remember, if you are not already, please give us a follow at the EPL Boys for everything here up to date coming from the EPL Boys camp. As well, the games are coming fast. The podcasts are coming fast. Please make sure you are hitting the subscribe button and make sure you're getting notifications when these episodes drop. They drop at 7 a.m. every day, and we want you to know that these podcasts drop at 7 a.m. every day. So you got to get them in, got to get that knowledge in to get yourself prepped and ready to go. But for JD, my name is Matt, guys. I want you to be safe. I want you to be well, and we will see you guys next time. Peace out. Oh,